swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people without bad faith arguments. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on that list. Michael Curtis's romantic war drama, Casablanca. Casablanca was released on January 23rd, 1943, starring Humphrey Bogart, Sidney Greenstreet, and Ingrid Bergman. You know, it's just, uh, we're technically recording this on January 22nd, uh, 2022, 2023. Yeah. So it's almost 80 years old, right, I think. And 90 years old. I'm not doing my math correctly. Before we start looking at you, kid... I got to ask you to make sure to leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast out, uh, platform. Yeah, give us your thumbs up. Tell your friends. Tell us how we're wrong, how we're right, what you like, what you don't like, all the things. How's your week been? You know, it's uh, it's technically interesting. It's my birthday. It was my birthday this weekend. And, Yay, uh, happy birthday. I've gone through multiple periods of intoxication, so it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ominous and kind of appropriate for this uh, movie in a way yeah it is uh, it is um i generally have never been the kind of person to celebrate my birthday um but i felt like uh we're getting older and i feel like i appreciate life a little bit more than when i was younger so it's yeah. a, for me it's it's a it's a big deal now right well happy birthday again and uh here's here's to look into you, kid, to have this a good episode. <laughs> I hope so, too. So, yeah. Um, listeners of the show may know Casablanca is your favorite movie. It is. And I think that it's going to be very difficult for me to be on the negative side of this argument. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, let's do the coin toss and then... Then here's synopsis. All right. So what's it going to be? Heads or tail? I'm going to go with heads. Heads. You know what? I'm going to argue against this film. <laughs> I was fearing you're going to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is I that a to, good sign? I, I don't know. I wanted you to have a victory lap, but that's fine. You know, no. you, you can it's have not, your victory it's lap. It's not going to be fun if I just go around gushing about how much I love this film. You could have your own waffle party, dude. But that's <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's hear a synopsis so I can gather my thoughts. The story of Rick Blaine, a cynical, world-weary expatriate who runs a nightclub in Casablanca, Morocco, during the early stages of World War II. Despite the pressure he constantly receives from the local authorities, Rick's Café has become a kind of haven for refugees seeking to obtain illicit letters that will help them escape to America. But when Ilsa, a former lover of Rick's and her husband, show up to his café one day, Rick faces a tough challenge, which will bring up unforeseen complications, heartbreak, and ultimately an excruciating decision to make. And we're back. So, I'll talk positively about Casablanca. It's also a good opportunity to hear what you actually... Well, maybe it's not what you feel. But I guess we can talk more on the sidebar. But uh, I'm going to start with the negatives on this film. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Um, the court, your honor, ladies and gentlemen who's listening to this podcast... 
I'm going to talk from the perspective of somebody who is watching Casablanca for the very first time um, in the last decade. Um, and what Casablanca presents is a movie that exists already in the social zeitgeist where everybody knows the quotes but no, don't know the context. Um, and when you eventually watch this film, you feel like it's a cliche of almost everything you've seen today because there are nods to almost every relationship type, every character type that exists in current films. And in a sense, you you could feel like you're watching a movie that doesn't present anything new um, or doesn't add much to the movie zeitgeist that currently exists. Um, for you to get the most out of this, you have to understand the context in which Casablanca was created. And for the casual viewers, the mixed tones of the film, um, I, I will say that Casablanca has multiple tones um, and that could be a little bit um, disorienting because you can't, you can't tell whether you should be laughing about the grim situation that is happening right now or you should be um, cheering for uh, some of the characters because in, in reality, none of them, have, none of them have, are pure or good. It's just humans trying to survive in a pit are fill, filled with some of the most, um, I would call them interesting people um, rather than detestable, uh, but some of the most interesting people. Um, and as a result of that, you have people compromising their principles um, in every single way. So this movie is, um, this movie has a, um, a very, very wide tone and it's not singular. So in some senses you could have a situation where you have an overwhelming set of themes that you have to deal with. So I'm going to go with those two arguments um, as as reasons why this movie should not be on this list. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, your honor. So uh, this movie came out in 1943 and was made in 1942. And one of the first things that, that stood out to me was like this movie was was happened like was made while the war was still going on, right? So um, I I felt like watching it because I am the the, the person that you described, <laughs> right? I've never seen this movie before. It was the first time watching it, and um, yeah, that was the first thing that that kind of stood out to me. I felt it was very bold to do this, and it also showed kind of an interesting awareness of what is going on like you know I, I feel like oftentimes um people can get lost in like the wars happening and you're kind of not aware of of all the things that are happening but like this is obvious people were very aware um that people were running for their lives so that's kind of an interesting point in time that they made this and it's it's an interesting display of the times that were uh, ongoing at you know back then um what i learned as well is that a lot of the actors in the show in this movie um are people that fled germany um are actors 
Jewish actors that fled Germany um, and are showcased here. And I think that's brilliant in itself. And um, the core of this movie gives us an interesting uh, problem, right? We have a, a fixer, a person that established himself um, in, in Casablanca uh, as a fixer, as, a, as an, an enabler for other people to flee. And uh, he's confronted with uh, his old love, who now has a different person. So he's kind of at, at a crossroads, right? It's kind of a um, morale question in a way like do do i help them do i not help them um do i help her only or both of them do i look out for myself and her and flee with her or not right so it it has all these questions um that are very interesting and compelling and i think one of the, the the clear standouts in in this movie is the scene in the bar when when there's kind of a resistance kind of kind of a counter resistance happening um when the germans are, are playing a song and then the uh, I think it's the French anthem is played. Um, that is just such a powerful moment. So I think, like all in all, like all the positives of this is like it's it's hyper aware of the times it was made of, uh, it, it was made in. Uh, it features people that were oppressed. I think that's that's brilliant. And then the the core story is is very compelling, right? So I think it deserves to be here. So um, I'm gonna. Talk a little bit about some of the um, some of the tones, and I think um, I'm going to give you some context because anybody who watches Casablanca sees what they want to see. Some people think that Casablanca is a romantic film. I've never watched Casablanca and thought it was romantic. I thought it was. It always felt like a spy thriller with me, with elements of comedy um, intertwined. Um, and I think that was probably one of the reasons why I didn't watch it for a very long time. And I remember the first time I watched Casablanca, I rewatched it immediately. Now, you may think that's a positive, but let me go into the negative part of it. People will take what they want to take from Casablanca. And I remember having a big argument with my wife about this film because she thought the movie was not funny in any way. And I thought that there were scenes that were absolutely hilarious. Now, if the movie itself doesn't have a broad, um, a, a specific genre that it's targeting. You could have a situation where somebody who doesn't want to watch the film, who doesn't like the idea of a black and white film, can go watch this film and just leave with the same idea, the same concept. Like, okay, I didn't like this film because of the, of the mixed tones of, it, it's not a very focused idea. It's not a very focused theme. theme. Um, I think that the director used a lot of um, visual um, visual um, notes to try to portray feelings. Um, and this could fly above a lot of people's heads. And it, I feel like sometimes you may be you may do things that are a little too smart uh, to try to convey some meaning. Um, I'm gonna talk about the re the relationships. Um, and I think that, you know, um, Rick's relationship. Uh, hold on. With uh, Ingrid's character um, was very 
was very one-sided. We get a perspective from um, the, um, Rick's perspective about how she was um, trouble, um, how she almost destroyed him, um, and she came with trouble um, and all this negative um, perspectives that are imbued on this woman. Um, and at no point in this film um, did we get the... We got the full perspective, but she never got the opportunity to defend herself. And I think that in the world of that we are today, it's a little bit disorienting, um, you know, to have... Um, the Lisa, um, Lisa's perspective not being defended and just the man's perspective because we get the full idea, we get the full idea eventually, but we've already painted this woman as a deceitful person who came in and took advantage of Rick and now she's taking advantage of somebody else. Um, we get some context in the end, but I also feel like... Um, the woman's perspective was not as strong as uh, the man's perspective in this. And it could be because of the time that this movie was recorded, which is fine. Um, we always have to give movies the context of time. But I think I'm going to be, I'm still looking at this movie from the perspective of somebody who is watching it today. And when they watch this film, they see multiple men performing. Um, and, and it's still true in Nuendo. Um, taking advantage of young women, some of them just turning 18, um, and some of them even younger from some of the conversations you heard, um, in this seedy world where apparently men are the ones who make the decisions. Um, and I can feel like some people will be left out from the enjoyment of this film knowing the context of what, what was happening in the background. Um, the story of the couple who um, Rick eventually helped by telling them to place their bed on 22 is an example of a situation um, of uh, uh, a situation like that, where the police officer was trying to take advantage of their relationship and the fact they didn't have um, um, uh, any, any, um, any money. Uh, and Captain Louis was trying to use that as a means to sleep with the woman. And she came to Rick with this burning urge, this burning idea where she wants to sacrifice herself for to save herself and her husband. Um, and Rick only did it uh, because, you know, I guess because he had a good heart. But I think that in some situations we know that Rick would take advantage because we saw the lady that Rick was with at the very beginning. So it's it's a very seedy world, and some people may be, be put off by that. So, um, yeah, that's those are some of my arguments. Hmm. Interesting. I, th- I mean, the, 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 the mixed tone... Is an interesting argument. I think that is one of the strengths of the movie because it is a very different experience uh, for for everybody, right? It's a very individual experience in that sense. Like uh, you, you get some humor out of it, and um, it, it almost I, I could see that be almost like gallows humor in a way, right? Because of, like the people are at danger here. Um, your partner did not see that um 
I saw some humor in there, you know, but but I don't think it's a funny film. Um, I think like we at the core, this movie is about people trying to get ahead and exploiting other people's bad situations, right? So I think the 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 topic of this is is pretty dire. The setting of this is very dire, but uh, the outcome of it is positive in a way. And it's, you, you, and, you know, we learn he's doing the right thing. You know, it kind of uh, on, on our morality standards of today, it, it almost feels like he's doing the right thing, right? He's, he's shooting a Nazi um, and, and he's helping his his love uh, escape with uh, her new partner. So I think all in all, like uh, while Rick is, is a character that, that is um, deeply selfish, right? Because he's, he's in it for himself. He's a fixer after all. Um, every now and then you can see, uh, humanity kind of shine through, right? And he's kind of going out of his way to help uh, other people. And you indicated that with a couple um, where he uh, suggested to bet everything on 22 twice in a row, right? So um, to have everything appear above board in some weird sense and not just giving the money, right? So I think there's something good in him but he's also weathered down by the circumstances and environments. I don't think he, he, um, I don't think he necessarily chose to be in, in Casablanca, right? He, he fled, um, France, I believe. And then he, like he, he was on the run as well. in in, uh, some sense. So he also ended up there and, but, but he was able to turn that into profit, right? Into, into an opportunity for himself. Uh, I don't think he is necessarily happy there, but it also didn't sound like he was, he was able to go back to the States. Right. So uh, he's kind of stuck and he's doing the best that he can. So like all in all, I think this, this movie is about survival. It's about uh, being opportunistic, but not losing your heart while doing that. And I think um, that it is so multifaceted and uh, the tonality is kind of going back and forth between serious, funny, uplifting, sad, uh, is a positive thing because then we, the audience, can take a look at this and kind of take out of it um, what we like. And uh, I suspect this will change upon review, right? Like when, when you watch it again and again, you find kind of different tones and different... Um, stories that speak to you a little more and that way it kind of gets a little more fleshed out and more brilliant as you go along um yeah i kind of agree with you on on that somewhat um but i i i am curious if you wanted to have the conversation the full conversation now or do you i can or do you feel like you've exhausted all the positive things you want to say about the film? No, I mean, we can go to the sidebar and um, talk a little. A little okay. 
Um, so we're off to the sidebar now. Off the rule. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chambers. Stop beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally be lawyers. I am, I am genuinely curious because like everybody knows by now, this is my favorite film of all time. Um, what do you really feel about Casablanca? I think Casablanca is a good movie, but, um, when we finished it, that was like best movie of all time. Not so sure. Not for me. Right. Um, I mean, the positives that I pointed out, like I said, I, I think it's bold to make this movie in 1942 and be so self-aware of, of, of the times and all. Right. I, I think that that was fascinating to me. Um, and I understand it, it like it's fully shot in Los Angeles. So completely gone from, from everything in, in Germany, but it's, um, I, I found that to be kind of remarkable, right? Like it's, uh, like I said, it it almost feels like, you know, that during a war, you kind of ignorance is bliss in a way. Um, it, it, and obviously that's not great, right? But it, that's oftentimes how people operate, and this shows that people were not ignorant of the things that were happening and you know people were really fighting for their lives and trying to get out um now you know writing in kind of an exploitative movie of that storyline and their their troubles okay you can have a conversation about that i guess but i mean all in all i th- i think it's an enjoyable movie i think it's not necessarily the greatest for me um i th- i th- you know, here's to looking at you, kid. is such an iconic thing, and and now I've seen it in context, and it's still kind of fun. Um, and and many more of of quotes that come from this. But, uh, you know, I I feel like this is the first movie I've seen with Humphrey Bogart in it, and I don't think he's that great of a actor. <laughs> controversial opinion probably but i i don't know i i didn't feel i didn't connect with him i felt like he was kind of hamming it in a little bit um there's some other good performances in this but uh he he was one of the weaker links in my opinion but yeah i know what do you think so i mean it's interesting to hear your perspective i think it's all good criticism i have nothing against anything you've said um I don't agree with every one of them. In fact, I don't agree with almost all of them. <laughs> I, I, I will say I've seen a couple of Humphrey Bogart films. I saw the one where he the went to Africa. I forgot the name of that one. Um, with with some, I don't know. I've forgotten. Uh, I've seen a few of them. I'll, I'll remember the name before before the episode ends. Um, but I will say that this is of all the Humphrey Bogart films. Um, African Queen, that's the name of the film, Um, African Queen. Um, Of all the uh, Humphrey Bogart films, this one is the most precise of of them all. Humphrey Bogart always plays the man's man in almost all the films he he does. Um, And in, in some senses, this is no different, but also in some senses, this is the most emotional that I saw him in any film. Um... And I, I think that 
when you see the other Humphrey Bogart films and you rewatch this, you're going to appreciate some of the subtle acting that he's done in this film. I will say that his emotional, um, his emotional perspectives, the way you can view his emotional perspectives in his eyes, all of these, all of those things are very precise in this film. Um, even the man's man uh, part of it is a little bit more sentimental in this film than most of the other films that I've seen in it, seen him in. So I will I will give him that. I will say that the um, Ingrid Bergman played an amazing role in this film too. Um, a lot of the things that she did, like when they were playing the piano from the for the very first time, um, uh, when they were playing the tune that uh, they both knew. Uh, and uh, she gazed into the distance. Um, that was 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 pretty was pretty effective in saying, "Okay, cool. It seems like these people have history." And of, obviously, Laszlo found that um, that gaze also quite interesting because uh, he mentioned later in the film, like the first moment that I came in here, I kind of knew that you guys had history. Um, the conversation that Laszlo and Rick had. In the in the restaurant where all this time you had always thought that Laszlo was some bumbling idiot uh, who is like or should I say it's like a it's like a revolutionist a revolutionary who goes in and tries to disrupt everything but that was the first time you thought oh wow he actually understands what's going down um, around him is aware of everything going around. We've got some very interesting characters. And my favorite character, obviously, is Captain Louis Renault. And, I, you know, that scene where he's going gambling, gambling, there's gambling going on here. Oh, here's your winning, sir. Thank you. That is, it makes me laugh all the time. Maybe I am a fan of gallows humor. I am a fan of gallows humor. It's not a maybe. I watch a lot of dark comedy. And this is, this. lots of the dark jokes in this film kind of vibes with me and, Maybe somebody else wouldn't see that as very funny, but every time I watch it, I'm always laughing. Um, I think that the the fact that you didn't know what Rick was going to do till the very end, and the fact that <laughs> Captain Louis Renault, you didn't know what he was going to do till the very end, and then, and they walked away together, going, "This is going to be the start of a very wonderful friendship." Um, it's also very interesting to me because you see two characters who are steeped in the CD world realizing that both of them are two sides of the same coin. Um, I love this film. I've I watch it, I've watched it so many times and every single time it's just as good to me. Um, there's some there's some very funny uh, German jokes there too, you know, which watch, which watch. Uh, what time? What time is this? Which watch it? That was that was also very funny. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm a big fan of this film without a doubt. And if you give me the opportunity, I would just keep talking about how great the film is. <laughs> the fact that it stands the test of time. I don't think you have to appreciate the fact that. Um, did it feel out of place when you watched it? It it still felt like relevant right despite the fact that it was so old yeah it 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 felt relevant i think the the thing that now takes you out of it a little bit is just the constraint the space constraint like it's it's a very tight closed-in movie right and um 
like nowadays even with with a small studio right you, you would you would be able to create something that that feels bigger in scope that feels like like a real thing like i think in the opening when we see casablanca it doesn't really feel real because it's so it feels very movie set I mean the, the 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 fake plane at the very beginning doesn't yeah. help my <laughs> it doesn't help the argument. Um, <laughs> that stuff is fine though, right? It, it's just the physical sets feel movie set like to me. Like mm. it, it 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 doesn't feel like real spaces in a way, and then that's I suppose a limitation. Um, but other than that. that it still holds up. I I can appreciate the the use of light, you know, and and just kind of. I mean, this like I said, it's a very old movie at this point, right? But just kind of the the way light is used to to also um, inform characters in a way, like from coming from the darkness into the light, and you know, all that kind of stuff is it's kind of interesting. I did want to touch on the the song that you said, and I just want to touch on the. Uh, storytelling that it was used for, right? The the um, as time goes by song. The the brilliance of it is that it establishes the relationship between them so well, right? Because he is uh, he doesn't want to hear the song because it has bad emotions behind him because it makes him think of her and she still likes the song right and it's it's kind of a good way to introduce that conflict between them but he allows it because he sees her again and that invokes kind of positive things and so uh, there's a lot going going on in this movie that is done really well but you know it, it is also a movie that just kind of feels very old-fashioned at this point because for many reasons, right? Technology and like I said, sets and the, the acting is a little weird. The dialogue is a little is is good, right? And like it's well written, but it's um, it feels a little unnatural now. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a little bit of a of a conflict. I think it's a good movie. It would be kind of interesting to study in in remaking this. I'd probably be uh, I'd probably be <laughs> raked for that <laughs> statement, but um, you know, just to kind of see a, a modern take on on a story like this would be interesting. I don't think it would necessarily be good, but it would be an interesting exercise. I mean, I think you have, you make an interesting point. Um, it could be interesting, but I think, and I, I think you alluded to a lot of this. You know, a lot of people would argue that. Um, Casablanca is a is a propaganda film in a sense, um, and they would have some arguments to say that it actually is. You know, you, you know, there's some sentences in 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 that film, like you know, when Rick was asking, "What's the time in What's the time uh, here? What's the time in Casablanca?" and it goes, "People are asleep all across America." Um, and he was talking about um, the fact that most people are, are sleeping about about the war. Um, and, you know, there's so many, I mean, the idea that he's unsure about what side he wants to take, 
um, at the very beginning is a metaphor to say that America um, is unaware of, you know, the perspective of the war at that point. And they allude to many points. And the fact that he shot the German officer at the very end was a signal to America that, hey, we need to get involved in all of this. So if they remade a movie like this, a lot of those um, concepts, those ideas behind um, the urgency about the war in 1942 would be lost um, in the remaking. And some of that may lose the strength that some of this, the film had. And I, because Casablanca cut a nerve with people who lived in America at that time. I don't think it's going to have that kind of nerve cutting for people who are living in America today, especially with how divided we are, you know? Um, so remaking this movie would be interesting, but I think that a lot of what they were trying to do would be lost um, to time. And, you know, people don't know what it was like living in 1942 during the time of the war. And I don't think that you can recapture that in a remake. So if they ask me, I would say, don't waste your time making a film like this. Just buy the black and white. Um, and I think there's a reason why this movie has not been remade yet. Um, there's just some movies that I'm, I'm going to use this word and I'm going to use this word very, uh, very conservatively. conservatively. There's some movies that are very perfect. Um, <laughs> and I think this one is, is perfect for the time it was made um, and perfect for the message it was trying to convey. I mean, a remake obviously would have to be adapted to to a more recent, right? Like, like I think... A remake would probably be, if you put it a little more recent, would be like Afghanistan, Iraq, or you know, if you want to be super modern, would be Ukraine currently, right? Um, but I, I, I hear your point, right? The the aspect of oh, America understands what's going on, and America is making a movie about what's going on, but it's not even involved in this. This is an interesting um, thought that I didn't really consider, think about. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's a good movie. I think it's appropriately rated at uh, at the place where it's at, like in the mid forties. <laughs> for myself, like I think it's All good, right. but it's 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 for me, it's not. It's not one of the best films. It's not one of the best. Films. You, you do you think that uh, that Italian film is better than this? That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Italian film is better than this, but <laughs> I do think this is uh, placed appropriately. I think the Italian film is not placed appropriately. Okay, all right. Um, all right. I think it's. I mean, it's a good it's a good conversation, and I'm glad I'm glad you at least like this film because I think there's some films that I've liked that you've not liked at all, and it's it's uh, it's interesting to hear your perspective, and I think that they're very valid perspectives, um, and I I think that I never go in and say the film I like must be your number one film too, but I will say that the fact that you like this film. Um, is enough for me, and I'm I'm glad about that. But I, I think that if you ever get a chance to rewatch it, rewatch it again, 
And I think that there's some things that you probably missed that you're going to enjoy and you're going to appreciate even more the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I loved the, I loved the scene. You, you talked about the, the scene where they were doing the Marseille. That was, yeah. that's such a powerful film. And right? that was a, such a powerful scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed the power of humans to stand against the oppressors, even in a small venue, like a restaurant. Yeah. Um, and, Immediately that happened. You saw the panic in the German offices. They needed to make things, move things quickly. They wanted to squell the rebellion because they noticed um, that this could be the start of something uh, they wouldn't be able to control. So it's those small acts of rebellion um, that prove to be uh, things that break down uh, fascist regimes. So, yeah, I, I, I think that the message this movie has is important and it's very, very good. Um, I, I liked it quite a lot. So, yeah, that's all I have about cool. Casablanca. Casablanca. Uh, you know, it's jokingly, it's not even about the White House. What is going on? No. <laughs> uh, um, next up, looks like there was some movements. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, whoa, we're doing Grave of the Fireflies next? Yep. Oh, man. It's another sob story for me, man. I have never watched that film and felt happy afterwards. So it's going to be another... <laughs> it's going to be one strong one strong weekend watching that film. Yep. By the way, I, I, it's one of my favorite... It's one of my more favorite um, Studio Ghibli films, and uh, it's going to be interesting to talk about it. Yeah. I've never seen it, so looking forward to seeing it. All right. <laughs> cool. Um, where can people find us? They can find us on Twitter on at Movie Mistrial. They can also send us messages on Instagram and Facebook on at Movie Mistrial. And if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email to contact at moviemistrial.com. Please um, tell your friends about the show. Try to get them involved. Let's try to make 2023 a good year for the podcast and hopefully you can give us some good feedback and continue to improve the show as much as we can sounds good sounds good all right everybody take it easy you're in the next one bye <laughs>